Good morning, everybody. It's Everett with Ohio for Freedom. And my goodness, I got Candy. I got Rhonda. I got uh, I got uh, Renee, Kurt in the house. Appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, there was a little, you know what? I, I, I've decided you can't really complain. Uh, sure, we could, it would help if we had a little more help on the production end. But you know what? We can do so many things that now that we couldn't do years ago. So yesterday, there was an issue in the neighborhood. And anyway, it is what it is. But I am going to pick up. Where we left off, if you were yesterday, if you didn't know, yesterday there was a glitch in the live stream, and that happens. Okay, it happens. But today, I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, Mr. Biden reading your text messages. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that because, frankly, it's it's not new news. It's just, what's news is the fact that they're admitting that they do that. And I want to draw some connections between the creepy things going on with our neighbors to the north. I seem to have this Canada fixation, but I'm going to connect some dots and let you see that's a, a dual kind of influence that's working. And if I can connect it between Canada and, and the United States, obviously it's an agenda that's going on around the world. And then I want to show you some very, very creepy Yes, I don't have a, fa a fascination with creepy, but I, I like to understand it. I don't like I don't like for something to be creepy in my presence and not me not realize that it's creepy. And I'm going to show you something very, very, very creepy uh, as relates uh, to the World Economic Forum. But anyway, that's what we're going to talk about. So buckle up and here. We I hear the sweet sound of freedom and I won't be. Okay, and as usual, please like, please share, please share this video. Please share, 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 share. We are so shadow banned and everything. If you can, I have for the first time ever posted our PayPal link in the first comment here. If you can help us out with any amount, it is appreciated. And independent voices are very, very important. I'm going to give you an example. I talked yesterday that this was sent to me from my friend Robert from, I believe he's, I think you're in Alberta province. Anyway, um, and this is, but this is first clip, and I stole this from the amazing Polly. Um, she brought this to our attention, but this is uh, Premier Pallister, and he's going to be asked a question about a therapeutic. You'll hear her say it. I don't want to say it, but you'll hear the question asker ask about this therapeutic and listen to his answer. It is the most bizarre thing you've ever heard, but it also tells us a lot. And we're going to try to connect some of those dots as we go. So here we're it is. We're fighting this disease from, you know, from the sky, from the land, and from the sea, so to speak. There also seems to be another kind of hesitancy. And I'm speaking about um, treatment drugs. 
uh, there's a hesitancy to talk about ivermectin. There's a hesitancy to to try it, it seems. Maybe you know something more about what our health system is doing, but there's certainly news that ivermectin, I mean, Dr. Alessandro Santon, an oncologist working at, with a laboratory at Yale, believes that uh, ivermectin could be very effective. He's worked with it. He's tried it. And, of course, he's not the only one. Uh, it's apparently a drug that does no harm in particular. It's not got a big risk to try it, but it has helped many, many people. Are we doing anything with that? And if Listen not, to his well, answer. We're pursuing uh, domestic research that we hope can lead to uh, better vaccine availability in the future, perhaps uh, not uh, during this uh, wave, but uh, when we need uh, uh, boosters in coming years or if there's another pandemic to have Canadian research available. And we have production, of course, in Manitoba. It's our, our leading industry is drug manufacturing. Uh, I just want to say uh, thanks to all uh, concerned uh, for the rain. Uh, our fire situation, though not uh, fully addressed, is uh, been significantly reduced in terms of its danger uh, as a consequence of this rain. And of course, when farmers make money, we're all better off. And uh, this is a billion dollar rain for our ag community. So uh, uh, I want to thank the people in charge uh, for making that rain available. Keep up the great work. Thanks, everybody. Have a Okay. Uh, uh, listen, amazing Polly, thank you for bringing that to our attention. But folks, that was the absolute strangest response to a question you ever heard. And I want to kind of break it down a little bit. The lady is asking about ivermectin. Fact checkers, ivermectin is, it's out there. Okay. Whatever your opinion of it, she was asking about it. She wasn't stating anything about it. So what did he do? He completely, completely ignored the question. He completely, you know what it reminded me of? I'll tell you what it reminded me of. Um, I cannot recall the gentleman's name. I, Tucker Carlson played the clip a couple of times last year. I could find it, doesn't matter. He's with the World Health Organization. And there was a, a reporter from Taiwan that was asking him, uh, would, would Taiwan uh, be in included as one of the member states with the World Health Organization? And the guy, uh, 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 he, he pretended that he had a Zoom glitch, couldn't hear what was going on, but then came back, okay, I'm back. And she re-asked the question. And he said, well, let's just move on. And he completely refused to acknowledge it. And that's what Pallister just did. He completely blows off and he goes into a PR slogan that we are working actively you know, on vaccines and we're at working actively on uh, Canadian efforts to do so. Um, and it's and, and Polly's take on it is uh, and, and I would agree with her. He looks scared. He looks bought to me. He looks like he is in toe the line mode. And I'm going to show you a couple examples of what toe the line mode works, uh, looks like here in the U.S., okay, here in the U.S., but that's what it looks like to me, folks. And then, and then this bizarre thanking the appropriate powers for the weather, when was the last time you saw somebody thank people for the weather? Now, you go back and watch that. 
no, 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 no. He's not thanking the Lord. He's not thanking God for weather. He's really trying to suck up to in a disingenuous way to First Nations people. He's not thanking, you know, the great spirit for the weather. He's thanking people for I, I've got a I've got a uh, some I've got a what there. Let me let me let me just see if I can revisit this here. Uh, I just want to say uh, thanks to all uh, concerned uh, for the rain. Uh, our fire situation, though not uh, fully addressed, is uh, been significantly reduced in terms of its danger uh, as a consequence of this rain. And of course, when farmers make money, we're all better off. And uh, this is a billion dollar rain for our ag community. So uh, uh, I want to thank the people in charge uh, for making that rain available. Keep up the great work. Thanks, everybody. Well, Maya, Maya, I agree with you. Uh, at least it is a strong possibility. So to keep the program moving, if you're not familiar with HARP, let me just play this little clip. It's very, and then I'll show you a website that does a really good job. But let me play this clip and we'll talk about it. Revelation about the HARP program was frightening. If HARP is putting out high levels of radiation, it could potentially affect people's brains and possibly their behavior. The old practice of electroshock therapy is a very similar principle. Maybe there is a connection to Stephanie's disappearance. Well, maybe we need to look into this HARP thing. That sounds interesting. Yeah, check this out. The Northern Lights have long fascinated the people of Alaska. Hide under the bed. Hide under the bed. Legends about the Aurora's power pervade native folklore. But is there a sinister truth behind the tales? Could a version of these lights be affecting people like Stephanie and contributing to the rash of missing in the Alaska Triangle? And could that version be man-made? A connection has been made to Harp. A secret government outpost first built in 1993, which is reported to study the effects of radiation beamed into the ionosphere. Yep. Okay. So there you go. There you go. Could it be HARP? It certainly could be. Well, let's let's back up a little bit. Does HARP exist? Yes. Was it carefully hidden from us, or at least the truth about it for a long time? Yes. Are they being open about it? No. Could it be responsible for these amazingly high temperatures in British Columbia? Is it possible? Is it a question at least worth asking? I want to ask this. Uh, and Kate, I love that comment. Uh, yes, Pallister was thanking the great, <laughs> the great Gates. <laughs> But see, he's scared. And I'm going to show you an example of what I'm talking about in just a moment. But I want to ask this question, if anybody's paying attention in the comments. Do you, how do I ask the question? I want to talk about this these power outages in Texas. Was that natural or man-influenced? If you can type something in the comments, I would appreciate it. I think it is very, 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 almost certainly likely that that outage that happened, you know, what was that back in January already? And those extreme temperatures were man influenced. I think, well, see, Kate, I agree with you. And Kate, I will tell you something else. When you look through that SPARS document, we pointed it out, but you can't remember every detail. That SPARS document 
that was a pandemic scenario that was issued in job by John Hopkins in 2017, they basically spelled that same scenario out. Now they used something that happened in the state of Washington, not Texas, but all the other parameters were exactly the same. So let's just stay with it for a second. Is it possible that HARP is responsible for these record temperatures. And I saw a clip this morning from WION and the lady is there, we are losing the battle. I'm not gonna do an Indian accent that maybe sounds uh, just, anyway, I won't do that, but she's, um, cause I can do a pretty good one, all right? I love accents anyway, but all the oysters on the, on the ocean shore. Well, maybe that's a natural thing that happens every so many years or not. But the thing is, could this be harp influenced? I think the, I think it's at least a question worth asking, and I think it's maybe pretty likely. Now, somebody sent me a clip, and I can't remember the uh, channel's name right now, a gentleman from Ontario, and he was showing over the weekend, he was up at 1.30 in the morning saying he was having a smoke break and taking the dog for a walk, I think, but he couldn't explain what he was seeing in the sky. And I think one of the things that made me believe he was seeing something very weird and very man-influenced were these bots that were responding, oh, that's greenhouses, oh, that's greenhouses. Like you got three or four responses in the Facebook feed, like immediately saying the same thing. Well, if what he was seeing was greenhouses, I guess further north, you know, the whole world is just greenhouses and the light, you know, just shines up and you see it from hundreds of miles away, then how come nobody ever talked about that before? How come it only showed up on that weekend? Hey, Keith. So folks, I, I just raised this. I don't want to spend forever and ever on it, but it doesn't it look like, getting back to Pallister, doesn't it look like he is afraid to say the wrong thing? He is saying what he has to say. What do they have on him? What do they have on him? What ritual has he participated in? What photographs do they have? What financial remunerations are on the table? What threats are on the table? I don't know. I put it in the lineup, so I'm going to go ahead and play it. But I want you to see, and this is this is Polly's insightful, uh, uh, you know, you, we can um, give her credit for this. But this is, this is Ford. This is Doug Ford. L listen to him answer a question and see if he doesn't seem like he belongs to somebody besides the Canadian electorate. You keep saying that you, you've got to get the, the green light from doctors, but where does the, the leadership of a politician come in, whether it's dealing with Dr. Williams or telling someone like Dr. Devella, who quite frankly I think would keep his lockdown for months to come, mm -hmm. you've got I, to get the... the I, I got to replay that, and I'm sorry, but really what that reporter is asking, and I like it, is but when... When does the elected official have to grow a pair or own the pair that anyway, maybe that was vulgar. green light from doctors. But where does the, the leadership of a politician come in, whether it's dealing with Dr. Williams or telling someone like Dr. Devella, who, quite frankly, I think would keep his lockdown for months to come? Mm -hmm. At what point do you, as the person in charge, the elected official, say, you know what, I understand your your position. I've heard your concerns, yep. but there's other evidence and. There are needs out there that go beyond just dealing with COVID. 
Sure. Could I, could I go out there and be the only politician in the entire country, including the prime minister, all premiers, every single mayor, because I've talked to the vast majority of them, and, and say, okay, docs, I'm not a medical professional, but I'm going to disagree with you. When I said I'm going to follow their direction on health advice right from, right from day one. And then if I did that, they could slap a Section 22 down, and it's just friction. You know, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I've done right from the beginning. I'm going to stick with health and, and science and uh, work with them collaboratively. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be very frank. There's no politician in this country is going to disagree with their chief medical officer. Uh, they just aren't going to do it. They might as well throw a rope around their neck and jump off a bridge. They're done. I'm telling you the facts. It's very simple. Yeah, he's uh, very, very, very courageous there. So, you know, but and I love it when these people say stick with science. No, you're not sticking with science. You're sticking with the people that have science attached to their name who are bought and paid for and the other science. And that's what science is. Science isn't, isn't about consensus. Science is about pursuing an answer and taking a contrary opinion or just getting the actual. You guys know what science is. So does that guy sound like he's bought and paid for? That's he sounds like he's bought and paid for. And Robert, it might be old news. We're not talking about we're talking about the fact that people are bought and paid for. So speaking of bought and paid for, I love my haters, y'all. I love them. I get energy from them. Now, I want to play these two clips from this gentleman. Let's just go. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Last week, our government committed to investing more in international development while supporting countries, uh, developing countries on their economic recoveries and resilience. And on that note, today, I can announce that Canada will invest $400 million more in humanitarian and development funding, which will go directly to trusted partners on the ground fighting COVID-19. Our government is committed to investing even more in the years to come. I wanted to let that all play because, yeah, the, 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 you know, the juicy part is when he says the Great Reset. But I want to let wanted to let that play a little bit longer. Listen, I'm not no offense to Canada, but is Canada so stinking filthy rich that they need to be you know, concerned about sharing all of their wealth with us. Listen, I'm all about benevolence. Okay. That's, that's okay. But I mean, is Canada really taking care of its home folks or is it giving everything away? And if they are, that's exactly the one world agenda that you see the foe in chief, the, the temporary health in chief Biden try to do. That's why they're trying to do away with borders. And that's try. It's because that you don't want to strengthen individual companies. You want chaos. And by the way, speaking of chaos, and I, I saw Peter's comment from South Africa, but if you notice what's going on in South Africa and all the rioting and all the looting and all of that, folks, it is just, it's the same playbook. It looks alarmingly like what we saw here in America last summer that's because it is what we saw last summer. It is a playbook. Now we were watching that, and this does. This is my train of thought, folks. I'm, I'm, you know, what can I tell you? But the um, 
when you watch it, we were watching that last night on, on Tucker Carlson. And my wife said, how can these people, because we were watching people just walk into uh, shopping centers and walk into retail stores and the glass has been broken and they're walking out with stuff. And she's saying, how can anybody just go in and take something that they're, that's not theirs? And I said, that's not the point. That's not what's happening. The real point is you're looking at a color revolution. The real point is, is that there are people that can get them to do what they're doing. It's just like in Minnesota last year, I could play you the clip. You got all these people that are, we're angry. We're angry. George Floyd, we're angry. We're on the street. We're stupid. We don't have any purpose. All it takes is one guy to get out of a beat up old car with a hoodie on and a gas mask on so nobody can see who or what he is. He walks up to a retail store with a sledgehammer, busts open the uh, glass and says, come on, boys, help yourself. And that's all that it takes. You say, Everett, what does that have to do with what you're talking about today? That's what's going on with these weather events. That's what's going on with these weather events and the powers that shouldn't be the Fords and the Pallisters and the other people. They're just along for the ride. Other people are pulling the strings. Okay. I said that I would get to a couple of American examples and man, there's some really, really good comments. And, uh, Oh, I got to play one more. I have one more Justinism that I want to show you. And <clears throat> this this one's actually pretty important. It's very, very short. Let me just play it. Back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Play it again. Building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. There you go. Now, Build Back Better, we played the clip last week, the montage. Was that his idea? Was that really his response to COVID? No, it was a pre, they'd already agreed on that slogan and fed it to him. Justin is not a leader in this. He's not a leader in this, folks. He's along for the ride. Make that clear. I mean, he's corrupt. He's evil. But he's along for the ride. And I did see the comment from Catherine. Yes. No, of course, Canada is not so rich that it can ignore its people at home. But that's the way that you break down society. That's the way that you disrupt society. That's the way that you weaken society. Okay, so I got Justin out of the way. I want to play some examples and I'm going to have to play a couple of these. And this is from Project Veritas. And I think I will be able to connect a few mental dots. I hope. Here we go. Let's just start. No, sir. They knew it was coming. Well, we knew they were, they were coming. We had no clue that we were going to have to, like, do face patients. Gotcha. Did she tell you guys, like, hey, you're not actually getting tested? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She just, just, just to make it look easy. They also can't expand testing because of recent staffing cuts. Cherry Health has laid off about 25% of our staff. Wow. And at a time like this. Exactly. The governor says she may further open the economy region by region if the data shows it's safe. Now, putting Michigan back to work won't make up for the roughly $3 billion the state estimates it'll lose because of the pandemic. 
Watch it. It always seems to get go back to the testing. Thank you very much. That was Adriana Diaz reporting. They were. Okay, let me break that down. Wasn't fresh in my mind here. Okay, you just saw a pretty good breakdown James O'Keefe did of a completely and totally fake propaganda uh, piece that was done by CBS News. It was up in Detroit, and what they wanted to create in the minds of the viewers was that people were lined up. They got to get tested. They want to get tested. They're falling all. They're fighting with each other to get tested. When the fact of the matter was, wasn't hardly nobody showing up. They had to recruit fake people and put them in line and act and pretend that they were there because they wanted to create this impression of this great demand for testing, this great demand for testing. And then it threw to the one a cherry health worker saying, it's hard to keep up with the demand because we've had a 25% reduction. And then it flips to the national anchor saying, it all comes down to the testing. Folks, it was completely and totally fake because corporate CBS Viacom is owned by big pharma and owned by the the uh, the you know the, the the globalists now i want i want to keep rolling uh, uh, let me say okay here we go now and then i'll explain where these two clips came from they knew it was coming well we knew they, they were coming wait a minute you just played your same clip again so let's not do that hang on i'll get i'll get just you just relax this is not a big deal here we go here we go i looked up the ad council and their some of their biggest donors are the vaccine companies so another one of their biggest donors is Fox Corp. So Ad Council would be paying Fox after Fox gave a tax deductible donation to Ad Council. What's particularly concerning about the Ad Council posts is they don't come off as ads. It's not blatant that it's an ad um, and it's actually paid advertising. So it's a little, it's You're a little deceptive. It's not clear that it's an yeah, ad. It's, yeah, it's a little deceptive as far as whether it is an ad. You know, the news does need advertisers to... to okay, we'll stop right there. Okay. The Ad Council and their, oh, some of their biggest donors. All right, so here's what I'll say. This is uh, Ivory Heckler, and she walked away from her job, uh, I believe in Houston. I know it was in Texas uh, with the Fox affiliate there. I'm going to play one more clip of her. But because she dared interview a doctor that was successfully treating people with the don't mention it H C uh, medication, but she didn't go there to do a hit piece on him because he was having success. But what she was just saying in that, that clip was that Fox corporation makes contributions, tax deductible co tax contributions to the United States ad council council, you know, the, this, this PR, you know, propaganda wing of the U S government, they make tax deductible contributions to the ad council. And then the ad council turns around and buys ads that don't really look like ads, but they're ads nonetheless, and they pay for them and they spend that money with Fox. So it's like Fox is making a contribution to themselves while at the same time, accepting Million, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars 
from the pharmaceutical companies. And the essence of this, and it, you know, it's a 17 minute interview. It's worth taking the time, but we can't do it here, obviously. But when you go back, the essence of that is, is that Fox isn't, they're not going to make contributions to the ad council that makes a certain kind of almost looking like an ad and receive pharmaceutical ads from pharmaceutical companies and then run any kind of story that might go contrary to that narrative. So folks, what I'm trying to show you is just like Pallister and just like Ford, our media is bought and paid for. That's why I don't watch any of that stuff. But this is a really clear example of how bought and paid for it is. And, you know, this, it was <clears throat> Ivory Heckler's, one of her direct supervisors, criticizing her. And I want you to listen the way she talks to uh, her employee. Now, you know, this the lady that you're going to hear was Ivory's boss. But I just want you to think about this. You know, we see people on national television and, you know, maybe you think they have a strong ego or what. Some of them do. Probably most of them do. Who knows? But could you imagine being talked to this way? Here we go. Listen to this lady's tone. Cease and desist posting about hydroxychloroquine. In my opinion, you failed failed. as a reporter. Do not know more if you were going to post about hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine that you didn't look it up and look at the latest post the latest research about it read the articles read i the have study. there was I... a major study in the new england journal of medicine on july 23rd before that doctor you know went viral i mean you didn't refer to any of that that study makes him more news re- i was aware of that study which is why I posted him because he, I referenced it in my story about Dr. Emanuel. She's shutting down a, a news story that's, that's actually happening. And that's just, that's just one of many news stories. Many, uh, many. Okay. I'll let, I'll let let that pause right there. Now she is right in the home market of Dr. Stella Emanuel. And folks think about this. When Dr. Stella Emanuel and Dr. Simone Gold and all these other doctors, when they went public, I guess it was July 23rd, but when all of that went so viral, and this is such a simple question and a simple concept, it almost seems silly. Why did it go viral? And why did it go so viral? Drum roll, please. It's because it was, are you ready? Lean in, lean in, news. It was news. It was something people, they learned something. They wanted to hear it. It was news. That's what news is. But what Fox and CBS Viacom think is news is them presenting to the public what they want the public to hear. It's messaging. I know there's many of you in the audience can can uh, express that a lot clearly, a lot better than I just did. And it's a but it's a very simple concept. But we are propagandized. That's why when Pallister is asked about ivermectin, he he is peeing his pants underneath that desk because he knows if he doesn't say the right thing, 
he's in trouble. And so they own him. And I wish I could take, but if I'll tell you, that's two, two of the most amazing things that James O'Keefe's done, in my opinion, is with this Ivory Hecker, Heckler, and then this other reporter, uh, a lady reporter from uh, CBS, I think 62 in Detroit. But if you go through, it makes it so clear. They talk about one of those ladies is chiding uh, Ivory Heckler and, and saying to her that uh, it's not about what you study or you read or the people want to hear. It's about what our GM reads and about what our CEO reads. And so there's this uh, this top down, you have to listen to this ma mantra. That's why the Jake Tappers and the pudgy Brianna Keelers and the the Don Lamonts and the 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 uh, I'm Buff Cuomo, all the they are not reporters. They don't discover and uh, report on anything. They just regurgitate what they are shown. Okay, I think I can keep this moving here. I'm going to I'm going to go one more one more direction, and y'all, I'm picking on the great state of Canada again. But I want to play this. I played a clip or showed you a website called Horizons Canada. And I did a little bit more digging. And I want to show you a connection with the World Economic Forum. This clip that I pre-recorded takes a couple of minutes. And I'm going to try to just let it play and shut up. And you might have to turn your volume up if it's quiet. I Oh, oh. so here's what I got to do. I, gotta, I, I see what I got to do. I've got to get, I have exceeded, I have exceeded my list. So now maybe I can play this clip. Let's see if I can play it. Maybe not. Okay. I hate having dead air. I hate having dead air. Let me see what I can do. How do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of this? It's not telling me how to delete it. Oh my, 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 my. Okay. I just removed that from studio. I just removed that from studio. So StreamYard, if you are telling me the truth, if you are telling me the truth, I should be able to play this for you. Another quick peek at Policy Horizons it. Canada, exploring biodigital convergence. Now, Canadian, this is the people homepage, you are paying for this. And I thought I would You're just paying these people down to the end of the forward and look at the name of the lady that heads this up, Crystal Van Deer. Elst. When you look her up on DuckDuckGo in the very first piece that comes up, I wanted to show you this. She's got all these qualifications. That's wonderful. She was a director general. She was special advisor to European Commission Vice President Maros, a uh, fellow at the Center for Strategic Foresight of the U.S. Government Accountability Office. But this is what caught my eye. She is a visiting professor of the College of Europe and the former head of strategic foresight at the World Economic Forum. And I want I'm just going to stop right there. My goodness sakes, wouldn't that if there was any association or past association that somebody had that would preclude you from being paid and hired by the government, wouldn't it be that you worked for the World Economic forum and she was a high up with the world economic forum so look at the kind of stuff that the canadian government is paying these people to do i wanted to read just one futuristic scenario they have on their website 
I wake up to the sunlight and salty coastal air of the Adriatic Sea. I don't live anywhere near the Mediterranean, but my AI, which is also my health advisor, has prescribed a specific air quality scent and solar intensity to manage my energy levels in the morning and has programmed my bedroom to mimic this climate. The fresh bed sheets grow grown in my building from regenerating fungi are better than I imagined. I feel rested and ready for the day. I want to go down to this paragraph. Everything looks all right, so I check my brain's digital interface to read the dream data that was recorded and processed in real time last night. My therapy app analyzes the emotional responses expressed while I sleep. It suggests I take time to be in nature this week. <laughs> Maybe forget about that piece of machinery that's in your head. It suggests I take time to be in nature this week to reflect on my recurring trapped in a box dream and enhance helpful subconscious neural activity my ai recommends a forest day i think okay and my ai and neural implant do okay so they say and and my ai and my neural implant do the rest so you have the canadian government hiring a lady that used to work for the world economic forum and prince still real tight with the world economic forum what are they working on making the canadian people feel comfortable with people talking about biodigital convergence and having uh, brain uh, interfaces <laughs> in their brain in their body and when they wake up in the morning they don't they they don't say How'd you sleep? Did you dream last night? No, you consult your, your brain mechanism in your head to say, did I have a good dream last night? What was it about? I mean, my goodness. And then make decisions based on what your neural, your what, what, what they call that, your interface says. Folks, is that not creepy or what? I think it's incredibly creepy. And I, I'm going to go one more place in this uh, little do-do-do-do. All right, so I think you can see this. When I do this, I want to go over here. All right. I think I just want to show you. This is the actual PDF of Microsoft's WO 2020-06-06-06-06. This is their patent. And this PDF is 38 pages. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Not going to go through all 38 pages. But... And maybe I can, no, I'm not going to, I'll try to blow it up a little bit. I don't know if you, I don't know what that looks like to you guys because I can't see that screen right now. So basically, oh, come on, here we go. So here's, that's you right there. If you can see that little uh, human figure, okay. <laughs> and you have your sensor on. Now, is that sensor a device? Yeah, you have a use, okay, you have a sensor on. But then you come in contact with a user device. Is that something you wear on your wrist? Is it something that's implanted in your forehead? Is it something that's circulating around in your bloodstream? Graphene, 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 graphene. Don't you shoot them nanoparticles into me. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. So that goes to the communication network. And then it connects to the server. And then... It activates the cryptocurrency uh, system so that you can get paid. What do you get paid for <laughs> doing what they want you to do? And I'm just going to read a bit of the summary. 
Some exemplary embodiments of the present disclosure may use human body activity with the task provided to a user as a solution to mining challenges in the cryptocurrency system. For example, a brainwave or body heat emitted from the user when the user performs the task provided by an information or service provider, such as viewing advertising or using certain internet services can be used in the mining process. All right, I want to get out of that. That is what the Microsoft 060606 patent does. It, it, it's a technology by which, because of what's in your blood, what's in your blood, you can be monitored. Now, they only talk about monitoring for, and so you do this, you do that, you think this, you think that, and it activates cryptocurrency and you're paid. Folks, I just want to know, is that creepy or what? And I'm going to try to bring all this in for a landing. But when I played that clip uh, from that, that documentary about HARP, another aspect that we did not touch on is that same technology allegedly can have an effect on human behavior. And in that clip, you probably saw the lady that was wandering around like a zombie. And supposedly there was a story of somebody that went up onto a mountain recently since Harp has been there and she was walking around like a zombie. And so that's what they were doing. But folks, all of these things together, behavior, possibly affecting weather, I think very likely affecting weather and then this biodigital convergence. And so if people have these mechanisms in themselves, in their bodies or whatever, what external forces can be applied to them to make them uh, compliant, to make them subservient, to make that whatever. And Trudeau is paying for that and y'all are putting up with that. Uh, so anyway, I to me, in my mind, all of this connects and makes a certain amount of sense. Uh, but I got good news for everybody. None of this stuff can defeat the Great Awakening, which is happening now. And God Almighty is laughing at all of these creepy characters. So be of good cheer. I'm going to bring this to a close. If you can hit our PayPal on the front there, that would really, really, really be appreciated. We've tried to make it as easy as possible. We could really, really use your support. Go to the website and subscribe. And we appreciate, please share, please share, please share, please share. I'm going to go through all the comments off air and try to be in touch with you. Thanks for everybody that stays in, in touch with us with links and so forth and so forth. And at this point, I'm going to ramble and repeat myself, plus say the same thing twice and be redundant. So I'm going to say thank you for tuning in. And until next time, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the state of Ohio, which is being a watchdog for the rest of the nation. And God bless the United States, which needs to be strong to fulfill its place of being a benevolent leader in the world. God bless you, everybody. I hear the sweet sound of freedom, and I won't be long. 